We don't know what we're doing. We have no valuable opinions. We just podcast. Hi, welcome to Jump Cuts. My name is Charlie. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Will. I give you a 60-minute window. Anything happens in that 60 minutes, and I'm yours, no matter what. Anything that happens a minute either side of that, and you're on your own. And Park. Hello. I'm glad I didn't, I was going to do that whole thing, and I just did part of it. I'm glad I didn't do the whole thing and step on your thing, Will. That's, uh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> this week we watched Drive, a movie about Ryan Gosling's face and dudes rocking or something. I don't know. Uh, so this was my pick. I will quickly recap it. And then uh, we're going to get into it. I have some I have some thoughts about this movie, as we will make clear. Um, so, Drive. It's about a character who is unnamed. We just know him as the driver. He's played by Ryan Gosling. He, uh, yeah, he drives. He gives you a five-minute window. He'll pick you up. He'll drive you. He's your getaway driver. Uh, and then his girlfriend's uh, husband <laughs> gets in some uh, legal trouble when he gets out of jail. And he decides he's going to kill everyone. And some heads explode. And it's uh, it's pretty crazy. It's a pretty wild time. Yeah, that's drive. Uh, so, like I said, this was my pick. I so I Will and I have some strange nostalgic attachment to this movie that we'll talk about. Maybe not attachment, but nostalgic <laughs> feelings towards this movie that we will talk about uh, in a bit. But the first thing I want to talk about is I think there are three ways, broadly speaking, that you could interpret this movie if one can even interpret the great mystery that is drive um and you know honestly that's probably not something you should try to do but i'm gonna do it anyways because it's kind of my thing so the most generous artistic interpretation of drive is that this is just an abstraction of the concept true or not that in some people, there is a very thin line between calm and just incredible violence. And there's, you know, the characters are kind of flat and dull because they are not meant to be anything more than just this mirror that you look into. Not even a mirror, a flat ocean. There's nothing you can't see below the surface. And then your head goes under and you see the sharks and it's too late. That's it. I don't really think that's correct, but that's one way you could interpret the movie. Now, the second way is that it's just a homage to an era of 80s action movie that is bygone, that has, you know, these fun color palettes, that has cool characters that are, you know, strong, silent types, like Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse, uh, that wear cool jackets <laughs> and they drive cool cars. But, uh, you know, it's kind of a maybe a postmodern postmortem of that genre, so to speak, right? And the way that, uh, you know, if they, if they were made today, maybe they wouldn't be so goofy and fun and they would be more violent and dark because 9-11 happened or something. I don't know. The third way you could interpret this movie is that they made it and they thought, wow, this strong, silent guy with no personality is really cool. And that's it. That's the movie. And, uh, you know, if you read some interviews with the director of this film, you will find that he thinks that this character is really cool. Oh, no. Uh, that's yeah. terrible news. Oh, it really is. That's, like, the so, worst possible news. It, yeah, you know, I was so I was looking around at some, uh, trying to find some interviews with this guy talking about the movie, because I was like, okay, what was what was he going for here? It's based on a book, first off also called Drive, and the book version of The Driver, who remains unnamed, uh, has a little more personality Death. to him, but in kind of like a lame way where it's just like, he doesn't want to get attached to people because everybody around him gets hurt, and that's his character trait. He's like fucking Anakin Skywalker or some shit. So whatever. <laughs> who, who cares? They wrote a shitty character, so in the adaptation, they were just like, it'd be better if there was just nothing here. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm almost okay with them making him more blank than that. But the director, in answering some questions, talked about how he was like, oh, you know, I... Uh, I always admire men of action, so, you know, he's quiet by intent because he's a man of action. I'm like, nah, dude, he killed a bunch of people. <laughs> that's not good. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> that's yeah, drive. Like, 
I I would sympathize more with the director if he was me at the age of sixteen. Exactly. <laughs> uh, because when I was when I first watched this, I, I was I was pretty young and. Uh, I also thought the driver was cool because I was a child, <laughs> right? <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah, I so you and like, and I he the... is he, he is in certain ways like kind of cool. You got you got to give that to him, right? yeah. But like he, he's a that lot like of... Patrick Swayze cool of just like doesn't have much personality, just does really cool shit. Yeah. He's like aesthetically cool, <laughs> but yeah. his him being like really quiet and reserved the whole movie. When I was younger, I read that as him being like a strong silent type, and that was cool. And seeing that as like kind of admirable. But as <laughs> now that I'm uh, older, watching it, it makes him feel like kind of pathetic and vulnerable. Which, if like that's what they were going for, that would be really cool. And like if you're if you want to look at it from like a you know death of the author perspective like who cares what the director wanted uh i think you could get a lot of fun out of the movie <laughs> looking at him like that you know like no i agree no this guy like is pretty broken in a lot of ways like I, and like it doesn't help that like with the you know being the strong silent type like the only times that he opens his mouth to say anything more than just like a couple of words like the only times he actually puts together complete sentences is when he is just like yelling at somebody angrily or when he says his little bit like he has his bit he can say calmly but i guess if he has to say a sentence longer than five words he's got to scream it at the person i don't know if that's necessarily true there's like the when he talks to the guy that's uh trying the dude who says like oh you're shannon's friend at the diner and is trying to get yeah him but he's like i'm he's gonna like, kick your fucking teeth in like that's it's like yelling, yelling though. but it's aggressive <laughs> like that is yeah. he's much better at aggression than anything else which like i feel like that is like your in, your interpretation of drive i think at least for like young, young men uh i feel like it'll depend a lot on like how old are you when you're watching it mm -hmm. right because like i feel like now he's like I, this is just a guy who like really struggles with like expressing his emotions right like it isn't like yeah. an intentional he isn't being like intentionally quiet he just clearly can't express himself which like isn't an admirable thing to me now <laughs> been, like, yeah. you know watching it like it's when you're a teenager, it's relatable, but like it shouldn't ever be admirable. And that's the interesting one of the interesting things about this movie is like the ways the ways people interpret the character as cool. Because like, I you know again seeing him as like not the you know not the stomping people's heads in part being relatable, but like the bad at expressing emotions part relatable when you're 16 is one thing. But then thinking, like, you know what, this dude is, like, somebody I'm going to model my life after. No, that's that's less cool. That's not great. But it, I mean, it accidentally opens up the door to, like, a really interesting conversation about, like, masculinity or, like, main... What should an action, main, action movie main character be like or whatever. Uh, but I don't think that was their intention at all. Yeah. No. Um, doesn't mean we can't use it for that. But. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's actually an extremely interesting movie to discuss, even though I think the intention of the movie was, like, the least interesting possible <laughs> intention. I don't know. And maybe I'm wrong. I, maybe I'm not giving the director enough credit. I, you know, never going to listen to this anyways or whatever. But um, One of the things I actually looked up because of how quiet Ryan Gosling is for, like, the first 40 minutes of the movie was how many lines he has. And he actually only has 116 lines of dialogue, which amount to 891 words. He says less than a thousand words in this entire movie. Oh my God. <laughs> less than nine words less per line too. That's funny. Yeah. I, I will give him some credit, at least when I was watching it now. And I hope I'm not uh, making, like imagining this in my head, but like, I mean, he is, like, a really talented actor, and yeah. I think he does end up, like, it, it was probably a good exercise for him in, like, you know, acting without, like, saying anything, or, like, you, you, you yeah. could tell when the main character was, like, troubled and just, like, unable to say anything, you know, he wasn't, like, 
an emotionless blank slate. He was, I think he played him much more appropriately as like a guy who like genuinely struggled in like expressing himself or communicating with anyone outside of the context of like doing crimes or like, <laughs> any sort of violence, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I think Ryan Gosling plays the character extremely well. Yeah. It's just the character is written very flat and written yeah. very flat on purpose. And that's what, that's what I think is so interesting. It's like, <sighs> I'm like, oh man, like you could look at this in so many interesting ways, but also you could not. <laughs> and I should comment on the nostalgia factor with me personally with this movie for a moment, which is that. So, okay, Will and I watched this movie for the first time at the same time on an airplane, not realizing we were both watching it. Uh, from different rows of this plane right isn't that 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 happened right i'm not making that up is the, i i don't remember when i first watched drive to be honest it's just always <laughs> i can't think of a time where i haven't seen drive <laughs> i remember being on this plane with you and getting up and talking in the aisle because it was a long flight and we we're like what you doing oh, i think was it when right. y'all were going to europe for the yeah for we, the we were coming back and I was like, what you been doing? You were like, I'm watching this movie called Drive. It's sick. I was like, dude, I'm watching Drive. It's sick. <laughs> but so there's that. The, 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 I have like weirdly more stories than anyone should about watching this movie. I think we both do. But like, that's the first one. And then the second one is, um, and this is like, I'm going to tell this because I think it will be relatable to somebody out there. Uh, so I was watching it with unnamed former girlfriend number two in her family. Uh, and this will be funnier to y'all than to anybody else. But this, So this is the first time I met these people in a cabin with her entire family. Her younger brother, who's like two years younger than me, goes to uh, Redbox down at the grocery store or whatever where we were. Uh, to rent some movies and he comes back with drive and he's like dude have you seen drive i'm like hell yeah dude i've seen drive that movie is sick <laughs> and he's like, let's watch drive and i just assumed Great that he like movie. understood his family's like movie tastes and appropriateness and that that would this be is on okay him. yeah this is on him it's not my fault but i heavily endorsed watching drive <laughs> and then we watched drive and then it got to the part where uh blanche christina hendrix's character gets shot in the head with a shotgun and her entire head explodes and that was how i found out that unnamed ex-girlfriend number two was uh very squeamish and did not handle blood well and neither did her mother who was also there uh so that was bad good <laughs> so yeah, did it just it... turn into like her dad her younger brother and you just in the room like yeah no we just stopped watching the movie oh <laughs> <laughs> which is the worst possible outcome right because it's like well now i feel bad for endorsing that we watched this movie <laughs> I just hadn't watched that many movies with her. I didn't know. Um, oh yeah. This movie was also um, a weir- nearly required viewing for the fraternity that me and Charlie were in. You can't say that word, dude. You're going to destroy all of our fucking lefty cred that we don't have. True. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, me and Charlie went to the... We were in the same fraternity in college. Uh, Park wasn't there. He was learning how to play the washboard and make moonshine in Tennessee or something. I I I only made moonshine (laughs) on my stovetop once. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever they teach you in the mountains up there. (laughs) But uh, back in in Georgia, uh, it was a weirdly mandatory thing to watch Drive, which this is only proving the case more that, like, drive can like take you down an incredibly toxically masculine round <laughs> exactly <laughs> is that sort of like i was when i was younger like i would I don't, i've made too many people watch drive <laughs> <laughs> and i i, I still so, i love this movie like i think it's like really good but i still think it's sick yeah I can acknowledge, like, all the things that are wrong with it, but also, like, I, as soon as I hear that song at the start, Night Call, I'm just, I'm back in a dark room with a 30 rack of PBR and five dudes who are all named David for some reason, and we're watching Drive, (laughs) and it's 3 p.m. on a Tuesday, and it's great. Hot take. 
I uh, I do not enjoy this movie very much. I can I can appreciate the merit of it. It is a as much as like the director actually thinking this character design is cool takes away from it. It is a well directed, well shot movie. It looks really cool, <laughs> but I know this movie came afterwards. But like, I would just rather watch Baby Driver. I like if I'm gonna watch a movie about a getaway driver, it's gonna be Baby Driver all the way. Even though Kevin Spacey is a piece of shit and ruined that movie's chance of getting an Oscar. Is it, isn't the guy who plays Baby? He's a like super canceled too. Oh no! Don't say that. I think he. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't. No. Dude, it's, it is impossible to name any <laughs> actor. <laughs> you might as well flip a coin. It's like, did they do a sex crime? <laughs> Everyone point? is a monster. Oh god. Well, That's seeing as he's like literally not even listed on Google when I search Baby Driver. Oh, there he is. He's like, you had to go over a page. No, no, I don't see anything about him. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, he denies accusations of sexually assaulting a 17-year-old girl. Oh, no. Ah, great. All right, Baby Driver canceled. Watch Drive. Fucking no, it's a good movie. I hate that these people are ruining a great movie. The music's better. The driving's better. There's actually like multiple heists, unlike fucking Drive, where there's only one actual heist that goes well. It's simplistic, dude. Do you need multiple heists in a movie? If it's a heist movie, yeah. <laughs> it's not a heist movie. Though. Yeah, the, it's not a tag, heist movie. The whole it's a it's an art drive. house noir tribute, dude. Come on, Fuck you just you. don't understand the <laughs> fucking art, bro. I'm gonna come into your room and rip the microphone out of your computer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Baby Driver is like a completely different kind of movie, though, where it's like it's more like fun and whimsical and like silly, which is another funny thing for my interview reading with the director talking about how like it's supposed to at times feel like a john hughes movie but instead of a joke somebody's head explodes and i'm i'm not sure i got that i'm gonna be honest i picked uh, up on that but there were a lot of surprising deaths in the movie so yeah. i guess there's that yeah like i i don't know i can see like where that uh comes from but that was that was not something i took away uh personally <laughs> Again, just don't read anything about what the creator of art you enjoy intended, because art is stupid, and it doesn't mean anything beyond what don't you personally your take away kids. from it as you experience it. So, do, do not look up anything about any actor. Yes, <laughs> never look up it. anything about any actor. Not that, uh, obviously, the bad part of actors sexually assaulting people is not that it makes the movie less enjoyable it is that they sexually assaulted someone uh not you know not taking away from that so like no matter how canceled everybody is in baby driver i still think it's a better heist movie better better getaway driver movie let me say that it is a better getaway driver movie but yeah i maintain that drive is not a getaway driver movie uh or the way that i enjoy it is not as a getaway driver movie (laughs) Yeah, I'm like barely even in this movie for the action. That's like, I don't know, it's it's more... One thing I think this movie nails is like the aesthetic and like kind of vibe it's going for. It hits perfectly the whole time. Uh, oh, it yeah. is, And I feel like it was almost, it was a little ahead of the curve on like the 80s revivalism thing. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it beat out um, Stranger Things by like, like five years or something you know like the and on top of being like kind of an like ahead of the curve for the 80s arrival stuff it doesn't feel like as cheap as a lot of the other ones like it's it's very like 80s styled even down to the like uh like the just the the logo drive you know the way it's like drawn mm-hmm. but the, the script uh, yeah and but the the music in it is like modern. It's like modern kind of like synth pop stuff, right? That is like so. It's like modern music that is inspired by eighties music. Like I guess uh, it's a similar aesthetic to. Uh, I, this is probably a little bit of a niche reference, but to like Hotline Miami. It's a yeah. Like, that, I feel like it it's a similar that aesthetic sure. to that. Yeah, right down to like the masks, dude. Yeah. The end when he's got the mask on, going to <laughs> drown Ron Perlman. Uh, it was, it's so Hotline Miami. 
That game rules. I need. I never beat it. I need to go back and finish it. It's hard. It's so hard. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just that. Yeah, that. Uh, I think so. Of the drive nostalgia trips that I described, right? The one where it's just like an experience, and I couldn't name like the specific occasions where I watched it again in a dark room with five dudes named David, but like I know it happened, right? <laughs> That's this whole movie to me. Is just the the vibe. And the music and the the whole aesthetic of it is great. And I know objectively that wearing a white leather jacket with a scorpion on the back is not cool. But it fits. <laughs> it works. It works with it what is, the movie's doing. Is it bad that I know people in college who would like wear shit like that because they thought they were just like the the like epitome of badass? So that's what you were doing in Tennessee. Okay, I guess. <laughs> I feel like you're hanging out with. with they were they were just the kind of people that would like show up to Cinema Club when we would show movies like Drive. Yeah, I feel like I should mention too. We've talked about this a little bit, but I've wanted to do this movie for a while, and we one of us put it on the list a long time ago. Specifically, I chose to do it this week because I was reminded of it because somebody tweeted something it was a screenshot of a tweet from a comedian named uh dana donnelly saying something to the effect of like just realized my ex-boyfriend based his or just watched drive for the first time and realized my ex-boyfriend based his entire personality off the driver and i'm shaken to my core alongside a 4chan green text of somebody talking about basing their personality off of the driver from drive and using that to get a girlfriend and trying to prevent her from watching drive so that his cover wouldn't be blown <laughs> Oh my god! Um, <laughs> that that was a, like a legit thing in like the sort of four chan and Selly circles, right. of, like yeah, sort of. And it's hard to tell how sincere anything is on that site, but like idolizing the driver from Drive, yeah, uh, like because the... <laughs> he's socially awkward and unlike weird and off putting like them, but he's cool and you know, yeah, like it's... he gets the girl by just being like a silent, awkward, brooding type. Yeah, yeah, like, this character appeals so much to teenage boys and then adult men who suck ass. Yeah, to the point where I would go so far as to say that this movie is pretty irresponsible. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but for people who, like us, who are smart and who are allies, we can watch it and it's fine. <laughs> we are, of course, very woke. Uh, you know, I can pay Amazon my $3 and <laughs> watch the movie guilt-free. <laughs> no guilt here. Yeah, this, this movie is, like, the vibe is so cool, but also such an encapsulation of, like, a very specific kind of toxic masculinity. It's, it's very funny. It's, yeah, it's, uh, the amount of times that I've seen, like, a screenshot on Twitter from, like, an incel thread on 4chan, and there are gifs of Ryan Gosling from this movie of people, like, idolizing him is uncomfortable. Yeah, he's. It's just, ah, oh, man. Like with a like, my girlfriend is a was a gender studies major before she went into uh, nursing in the medical field, and she like I was talking to her about like, oh yeah, we're doing drive this week, and she's like, oh, I know all about that one because they had a whole unit about <laughs> incel culture. Like that is like, <laughs> how ingrained it is now that gender studies majors have to learn about it. I thought you were gonna do a unit, say a unit about just drive, <laughs> and I was gonna lose my mind. I was like, "Wait a minute, do, did we just like scratch the surface of something that like they've already figured out?" <laughs> and there's a whole semester or like month worth of topic on this. Oh, uh, your midterm in gender studies three hundred five is just drive. Drive. <laughs> oh man but no like it is like it's like a well-known thing that like incels will look at ryan gosling in this movie and are like that's who i need to be and if they step out a line i can like you know i can be the aggressive one like yeah because those types of people in real life they just have this like latent violence inside of them and this is like their because they're such a fucking bitch this is their like passive expression of it it's like it's everyone else's fault that I suck, and like, 
if I was just cool like this guy, I could still be quiet and shitty and have no personality. But, like, surprise, you can't. Uh, and then, you know, you see that with the character in the movie, right? He, like, tries to be noble and do the right thing. He's like, don't mess with my fucking girl, bro, or I will <laughs> fuck you up. And then he, like, gets into this whole shit show. Because <laughs> that's the stupid fucking thing to do. Uh, Which... I feel like uh, that might be a good segue into a character I want to talk about, which is Oscar Isaac's character. Yeah. Um, who, uh, in this movie, it's it, it's still uh, scary Oscar Isaac hours. We haven't gotten to Star Wars yet. So, like, people <laughs> realized how incredibly charismatic he is. I did not so. process that it was him in this movie until this viewing. I was like, oh, my God, that's Oscar Isaac. Me too, right? Because, like, I think before this, he mostly played, like, you know, they'd like shave his head and make him play something scary, you know, like in, in this or in, uh, what, what is that movie? Um, with the robots. I, where he's robot. like the tech guy. No, not oh, no, ex, ex, ex Machina. Ex Machina. Ex Machina really is just like art house. I robot. Ex Machina is a good movie. We should do yeah. It is, um, yeah. But Oscar Isaac in this, and like it almost. <laughs> Like after seeing Star Wars, uh, with Oscar Isaac, like with Oscar Isaac in it, it almost like made his character more likable in this movie. I don't know because like I feel that it's it's almost like his char- his charisma from like what I know him as now like bled into this character. <laughs> it's kind of weird, even though that is not how they were trying to portray him. And there's I think actually a lot of problems with the way they were trying to portray him. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. like. <laughs> He is like the one character in this movie that I like I legitimately feel bad for. Mm-hmm. Uh for sure. I feel bad for Irene too. Well, yeah, him, yeah. Irene, his whole family. And the kid, but... yeah. Oh, side tangent on Irene real quick, also for my interviews, and then I'll let Will continue with his thoughts on Oscar Isaac. Uh so in the book, Irene's name is Irina. She is a uh, also a Latina woman married to oh my god yeah yeah so the director in one of his interviews was asked about casting and he was like yeah so we looked at all these latina actresses and i just you know i couldn't fall in love with any of them and somebody was like hey do you want to meet carrie mulligan we'll see if we could find a role for her and as soon as i met her i was like oh my god this is her i was like bro come on (laughs) (laughs) are you fucking kidding holy shit damn that is yeah. the worst thing who, who I've heard today. That was a terrible answer. Who was this? Uh, I dude, I don't remember the guy's name. Hang on, I got the IMDb page. Uh, Are we gonna just drag his ass? Is that I mean not, Nicholas you know Winding Refn 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 R E F N? Yeah. Uh, he's done several movies with Ryan Gosling in them. Half the pictures of him are him like tilting his head slightly with a fist up the thing is yeah like i just (laughs) uh, okay we're just gonna do this for a second (laughs) so you could almost describe to to use like more modern post 2011 terminology you could in a way describe the driver as this like a shitty soft boy guy who just like snaps and I just reading some of the answers to the interviews and looking at the pictures, I was like, this dude fucking, like, thinks that, like, he's this character. He's, oh, God. Uh, yeah, we, okay. Because, like, I, I hate so much when people, in, like, an unfounded way, try to, like, say, oh, this character is in this movie, therefore the director wants to be them, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Because that, I think, is a type of criticism that people kind of tend to jump. I mean, I'm probably guilty of it, too. It kind of tend mm-hmm. to jump, too. But if he is literally on record saying this shit. Literally stated <laughs> in an interview, like, I tweaked the character from the book to make him, like, the kind of guy that I admire. I was like, bro. That's yeah, not okay, dude. dude. It, he is just a self-insert now, right? Yeah. Okay. Again, never yeah. look up anything about the creators of the art you enjoy. Uh, all right, Will, you were yeah. saying about Oscar Isaac. Yeah, so, like, in this viewing of Drive, at this point in my life, it's like, I think Park's right that uh, his character, Oscar Isaac's character's name is Standard. He's the most, like, one of the most sympathetic characters in the movie because 
he didn't do anything wrong the whole time. Like he, I mean, I guess he was in prison for something, but it clearly wasn't that bad because they let him out so early. So like, it appears to have not been anything like that hurt anyone. It was probably just like, I mean, who knows, right? Uh, it was probably just a petty robbery like this one, right? Yeah, right. Uh, and he, the movie tries to frame him as being this like kind of like an absentee father sort of guy which i mean carries a whole there's a whole bunch of baggage with him being like like you know a non-white character displayed as that that i don't have the time nor the qualification to get into (laughs) but like they on top of all that the movie seems to sort of like blame it feels like it's blaming him for the situation he's in when he's basically just being terrorized by uh, people that he had to pay for protection in prison. Yep. Which, like, wasn't by choice. <laughs> you know, like, he didn't put himself in this situation, really, outside of, like, getting caught for whatever petty crime. But ever since then, like, his life has not been in his hands at all. And, like, the movie wants you to be, like, think that Ryan Gosling's character is, like, the better person when he's, like, seems dedicated to his family and wants to protect them but like people in this gang that he owes money to are like threatening them and they keep raising how much money he owes and like he's he's just like kind of pathetic and helpless it's really sad yeah, yeah. And then, then he gets set up to be killed and it's just like well shit the way that it frames uh the the scene where so the driver finds standard and uh benicio the the son in the parking garage of the building and standards just like got the shit beat out of him he's covered in blood and then they go inside and they talk about what happened and then drivers just talking to the kid for a minute <clears throat> and it's framed in this way where it feels like it wants you to think that like it's standards fault when the situation is describing like you said it's it's not <laughs> These are people that were shaking him down for protection money, right? Like, that wasn't his choice. And and you could, I don't know, if you want to go all the way back to what landed him in jail in the first place, I guess you can. But that's a cynical fucking way to look at the world, man. Yeah, like, that's, 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 yeah, that's, like, yeah. yeah. Like, that's not great. Uh, you, like, yeah, I don't know. It It feels very... Like, well, we gotta set up a way to insert hero here, right? When, like, it it could have leaned more into what is sympathetic about the standard and his family (laughs) and been a better story, probably? I don't know. If they had kept him alive and, like, wrote the movie in a way where he and, like, he and Ryan Gosling kind of, like, became close, you know, like, friends... Mm -hmm. And, like, they could have done something with this character that wasn't so, like, kind of, like, problematic and disappointing. Yeah. Honestly. But, and uh, that's where, so. yeah, like, again, reading about, like, the differences from the book, apparently in the book, it's just, like, Standard is less of a character, and he's, like, Standard and Irina are actually divorced, and he's more of, like, an actual absentee deadbeat that just isn't, like, He's he gets involved with the driver just like by happenstance. They just like happen to do a job together, and then he makes the connection to the family and like does it for that reason. So what they did with making him present feels like they were trying to make him more sympathetic, and, and maybe just didn't didn't sell it well enough or lean into it far enough. I don't know. We needed we needed a little bit more. I think uh, like they were close. Maybe. I don't know. Like, there's even a point later in the movie when, like, uh, Ryan Gosling is hunting down the people that uh, are, I mean, killed Oscar Isaac. Yeah. uh, Or, like, after him, where he's like, you know, you killed the little boy's father. You know, like, he he does understand that he was, like, important in the life of this child. And I would have fucked his mother. Yeah, that too. Right. And, like, I don't know. That takes, that does, like, sorry. That's something that does bother me, though, is that, like, you have him, like, on this vendetta to avenge Oscar, standard Oscar Isaac's character, but at the same time, he's, like, just still wanting to get in the wife's pants. 
Yeah, because there's nothing actually like noble or admirable about the character, right? Exactly. Like, and that's after he like, says, oh, like, God. oh, I like I kind of got your husband killed because I helped him do the job, and then like two seconds later is just making out with her in the elevator. Yeah. And that's where, like, if you just watch this movie and pretend that the driver isn't supposed to be cool, and you're supposed to not like him, and he's supposed to be a blank slate to just, like, tell the story of this kind of anti-hero that thinks he has noble intentions, but is capable of such heinous, incredible violence and carries it out for a bad purpose and probably didn't need to do it in the first place... It's so much more interesting, but I can't do yeah. that now because I read those stupid fucking interviews. <laughs> yeah, it, like it, it, it could have been like a kind of like a taxi driver type thing, right? Where it's like the worst person you know just like ended up killing a lot of bad people. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, uh, but that's and like you can watch it. Like I mean, that's how I have to watch it now in order to have any fun. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I will watch yeah. this movie again someday, and I'm going to watch it from that perspective and forget that anybody who involved making it existed forget all actors and directors and writers exist they're stupid and art is dumb just enjoy the art even (laughs) though it's stupid and dumb you know one character i do i just want to like give like a little shout out i know he'll never actually listen to this podcast but uh ron perlman i fucking love ron perlman he makes a great villain he makes a great anti-hero i think he killed it in this role like I actually have gotten, like, a brief chance to meet Ron Perlman in Knoxville at Fanboy Expo uh, when the whole Hellboy cast was there. He's a cool guy. He kills it in these kind of roles. Love you, Ron Perlman. Yeah, he's Ron, really come on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> come on the pod. I'd like to Ron. talk to you. He's a... Uh, he, he was a lot we of fun. We can talk shit about the director of Drive <laughs> together. <laughs> early del toro stuff that has ron perlman in it that's what we need to do. We, just, we need to do chronos or something where ron perlman's the only english-speaking actor in the movie because guillermo del toro couldn't stand ron perlman trying to speak spanish i can't imagine that i cannot picture him speaking spanish exactly <laughs> del toro just like fuck it you're, you're just gonna do this in english <laughs> brian Cranston's character shannon is good too i think where he's just like He's such a skis bag, uh, but that you know that's intentional. Which one is Shannon? Works. The guy who owns the garage, or was he? Yeah, the, it's, uh, it's Brian, Brian yeah. Cranston. Yeah, yeah, Brian. Okay, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And he's like always, he's like immediately asking about the money when the driver is talking about like they gave us more money than they were supposed to. I also I think the way that they're kind of vague with the details of a lot of like the criminal underworld stuff and like what the scale of ron perlman's operation is or like how the whole robbery went down i i think it works uh i think sometimes these types of movies like they can get a little too bogged down in that kind of stuff that's a comparison to baby driver that i think is interesting where like baby uh yeah i'm a dumbass and i accidentally hit my space bar and stopped my recording we had to restart it so uh technical difficulties my fault um dun, 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 dun. What the what, what was I what was I talking about? <laughs> I have I don't know. no idea. Does anyone know anything that anybody was talking about drive? Oh, oh baby um, driver. I was talking about baby how, driver. Yeah, how specific they were about crime. Yeah, so like baby driver, it is a heist movie, right? So it's very interested in like the details of how the jobs get done. Uh, which is fun and it's interesting and I think it works really well. But when a movie is more about I, I, I want to say the characters, but, like, this movie isn't fucking about the characters. <laughs> the movie is more about the vibe. Uh, this movie is just a curated vibe. Like, I, I'm totally fine with skimping on some of the detail there if there's enough that, like, it works and I can just comprehend what's going on and I, I don't need to know what kind of mob Ron Perlman works for, right? So it yeah. works for me, but I don't know. Maybe some people would be annoyed with that, but I, it didn't bother me at all. Yeah, it's another point on the 
dude's rock board of having uh, sweaty <laughs> mob guys talking in a room in hushed voices. Especially in a pizza joint. It's always got to be like in an Italian place. Greasy men eating greasier food talking about who they're going to kill next or <laughs> like who owes who money. I don't know. That's That's part of it. <laughs> cleaning their razor they just use to slit somebody's wrist and putting it in their box of knives in their Malibu mansion. Being really sad about having to murder a guy that you thought was kind of cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. I Okay, I think, speaking of murdering guys that you think are cool, we should talk about the violence (laughs) itself for a minute here because that, I we've said it a few times, but there's some other movie we watched at some point in the last couple months where there was like an insane escalation and I was trying to remember what it was and I couldn't. Um, old maybe boy? it was just They Live. Maybe. Oh, yeah. It might have been Old Boy. Well, yeah. They Live, boy. we were talking about like the escalation of it, but like Old Boy gets very violent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was probably Old Boy. Uh, but yeah, so with this movie, and this is one of the things that like when you're 16, you think is cool. <laughs> but the... It's very not violent the whole first half you don't see a gun the driver makes it very clear he doesn't carry a gun you never see a gun in this movie before oscar isaac gets shot in the neck but all of a sudden there's gunshots and it's loud and it just punches you in the face and you're like oh shit is serious now and then it takes that next step of just exploding christina Hendricks's head and it is it's insane it's psychotic but like it works it sells that like just sudden furious change in tone that again works for like reading this character is like you know he gets pushed but then like he also engages in the same insane violence and takes it to like a new height i am 26 and i still think it's cool so yeah (laughs) so like he we know nothing about ryan got like about driver's past but, like, he is very efficient in dispatching these two armed hitmen. Like, he knew exactly what to do to, like, disarm the guy from his shotgun and then reach for, like, the broken window frame and stab him in the chest with it. Yeah. And that's where, like, if you stop and think about it for another second, you know, you, know, you could just watch it and absorb it, or not absorb it, just let it wash over you and be like, damn, that was cool. Or you could, like, stop it and think about it and be like, wow, that was some more toxic masculinity shit of, like, imagining yourself in these situations where, like, you suddenly have to protect yourself or someone else and you do this, like, fucking James Bond shit that you can't actually do. Because if you were really in that situation, you would just fucking die like, immediately. Yeah, yeah, I think I could disarm an attacker. <laughs> this whole movie <laughs> like, is a fever dream of Ryan Gosling sitting in the front seat of his car after getting gut-stabbed by a mugger in downtown L.A. But yeah, it's like, it's one thing to like, uh, you know, okay, the like, suddenly having to defend myself fantasy, that's one thing. But then the follow-up of like, holding a bullet on some dude's forehead and holding the hammer in the air like i'm gonna hit this bullet and shoot it into your fucking head dude and it's like you know if you just look at this aesthetically it's kind of cool but then if you think about it like no no like nobody would (laughs) (laughs) this is the exact fantasy of like this type of character who thinks that like People don't like them because they're too quiet. And now they fucking snapped, bro. You pushed me too far. I don't know why this this thought entered my head, but I was imagining like, what if the Cohen brothers directed the like heist scene when Oscar Isaac's character died? <laughs> if like they get to the motel and like Ryan Gosling would just like kind of screech and like run at the guy with the shotgun from like. 20 yards out and just get like shot (laughs) then that'd be it like he would make it like less than halfway through this movie before he'd die but no uh, it's directed by not the coen brothers so characters are allowed to be cool (laughs) so uh speaking of like do y'all do y'all think that i mean i guess spoiler alert at you know 52 minutes into this recording but do y'all think that uh driver is dead now i mean he got like stabbed in the stomach and then just no, like, he's driving of... away he's fine <laughs> and like the the director has so such 
has no eye for like subtleties, so I don't think it's meant to even be like up in the air. <laughs> like I don't think he meant it as like an ambiguous ending. <laughs> I think it's just like he's alive. I saw somebody saying like people want to be the driver, but like they don't realize like you know he died at the end of the movie, dumbass. Like you don't want to get in that situation, you'll die too. I'm like I don't remember him dying, and then I watched it. I was like, that was kind of ambiguous, and I don't think he's dead. <laughs> you know, like he blinked. And then he drove away. Right? <laughs> yeah, but, like, that that was a serious gut wound. That's just going to, like, keep bleeding unless he goes to the hospital. Also, if they, like, the punctured an intestine, that's an intestine, like, it's going to get, like, sept, septic, septic, septic. He's got a guy for that, dude. The guy that pulled the, the glass of the shotgun. You mean the guy who arm? had his wrists, like, sliced in two? No, that no, wasn't, no, was that wasn't Shannon. It was a different guy. There was a doctor. Oh, it was a guy who, it was, a guy yeah. who was there, like, with Shannon? <laughs> Yeah, no, he's yeah. fine, dude. He's fine. I mean, he's not, like, fine, but he still lives. <laughs> he learned nothing from this. Although, I do have to give props to the movie for not having uh, him and Irene get together. Oh, end. yeah. That's good. Thank God. Yeah, that is effective. And, it, you know, again, it leaves you that room to take the more generous interpretation of, like, this wasn't supposed to be like an admirable, admirable character. <clears throat> and it's like, I don't know. I keep saying that and it's not that black and white. Like I, I, you know, there is something admirable about sticking up for people you care for, but like, uh, bro, like this is a married woman you live next door to that you've hung out with like five times. And all of a sudden you're murdering people. <laughs> yeah, like well, what? that and like their family, it was in genuine danger, not to the fault of Ryan Gosling at all. And he was genuinely trying to help. Uh, but like, I don't know, like, like they kind of wrote, you know, like they wrote that into the movie artificially, right? Like you can't, it, it, it's like, yes, in this situation, should you try to help Oscar Isaac not have him and his whole family get murdered? Probably. Yes. But like, yeah. You didn't have to write the movie this way. <laughs> You know. Yeah, it's and, and I mean, you know, I, at that point we're just asking it to be a completely different movie, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's this invention of a situation that, if you look at it in the wrong light, it feels like it's acting out this violent fantasy, and it's hard to take anything away from it other than just the violence, and think you know maybe maybe. You didn't want to protect someone. Maybe you just wanted to, in Gears of War, execute somebody in an elevator, curb stop their head till it exploded. <laughs> what you get, that's the thing. If you just let it wash over you, it's sick. It's so cool. But yeah. if you stop and think about it, there's... Uh, don't think about this movie. Just just watch, just, just let it happen. <laughs> just don't think about it. Just turn your brain off. So before we uh, get out of here... We've talked about wanting to just, like, I don't know, talk about other stuff we've been watching on these, because, uh, you know, it's fun to talk about, and we watch a lot more than just the movies that we watch on We're here. stealing this from Generation Laws. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, every <laughs> movie doing. podcast, but... Um, other places do? I only listen to, like, two movie podcasts, so... That's true, yeah, I same. The ones I listen to also do this, but I don't know, I think it'd be fun. So, I don't know, let's talk about other stuff for a minute, fill some, fill some time. So if you're uh, interested, stay tuned. I know one thing. Okay, so I'm going to start because this is my idea. And I'm the one talking right <laughs> oh, now. It's, it's your uh, idea, I see. Charlie's yes. <laughs> um, so I just finished the new season of the show called Search Party. Speaking of Generation Loss, which is a great podcast that you should listen to. I had it recommended on there. Uh, and I don't, I don't know anybody that has watched the show, and I need somebody to watch the show so I can talk about it because it's insane, and I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. And it's so hard to talk about like why it's insane without spoiling the whole thing, but it's so interesting because it's a show that, like, it does a lot of interesting stuff. And one of the things I think is really interesting is it displays the like stereotypical shitty millennial right like what what boomers think millennials are that is just all the characters in this show 
it does it in a way that is like a very judgmental and like punishing towards them when they're being shitty but somehow it doesn't feel like a boomery show of judging the other generation it's just like i don't know it feels like if anything it's analyzing not analyzing but i don't know it's just it's it's a look at some of the maybe problems of our generation that I haven't seen done that way anywhere else. And I think it's really interesting. That's I am curious to see like what, when we're like 65, what like Gen Z 2.0 is like, (laughs) Oh, the damn millennials do this all the time. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I think uh, we're constantly, I guess we're like young millennials. Like we're like on the tail end of that generation. We're borderline Gen Z. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're constantly using our physical phones. We're not using our implants. Implant, yeah. <laughs> not using our Neuralink to have virtual to Elon sex Musk. with Elon Musk. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever that people we are doing with in Dogecoin. our fucking penal colonies of virtual punishment. <laughs> the only person you're allowed to have internet <laughs> sex with is Elon Musk. <laughs> only Elon Musk. Who, who is put in the pod like way. Mr. House from fucking New Vegas. <laughs> Eternal. And he did it specifically because he played New Vegas and he's like weirdly susceptible to that shit. <laughs> that sounds like something he would do. Or he's watched one too many episodes of uh, Black Mirror. Where they have he has definitely he has definitely watched one too many episodes of Black <laughs> Mirror. I, I hate him so much. But like, it, oh god, watching one too many, but like taking totally the wrong message away, or never like understanding the ones that are literally just about him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like that uh, like Chrissy Teigen tweet. It's just like I love Parasite. <laughs> <It's so good. laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, I I'm pretty sure there was an Elon Musk tweet like that too. I think it was like I'm sure. it's like my best yeah. picture for 2020 is Parasite. I'm like okay. Not that but... you can exactly compare those two people because we're talking millions versus billions. Extremely here, but... different people. Uh, That's true. You know, <laughs> the actual richest man. Well, I don't know. I I read a whole Reddit thread yesterday about how like the people we think are the richest people in the world aren't really. They just have measurable assets, but like. The Saudi royal family owns all the fucking oil, so they're probably worth a lot more. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. So they can afford to build the line. <laughs> yes. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like their city that's going to be like 170 kilometers long. Oh, yeah, the city line. that was going to sponsor the uh, League of Legends European series. <laughs> yeah, there's a great. Uh, there's a great. There's a great. Uh, well, there's your problem podcast it's like three hours long about gulf state vanity projects <laughs> totally worth the listen i highly recommend yeah a funny thing is just speaking like talking about like just a lot of like the oil families in saudi arabia who have more money than they know what to do with so uh rugby not a cheerleader sport at all but one of the Saudi families wanted cheerleaders at the Rugby Sevens World Cup in Dubai. So they watched a bunch of SEC cheerleader videos and picked the Tennessee cheerleading squad and flew them to Dubai for two weeks, paid for everything so that they could have them at the Rugby Sevens World Cup. Hmm. monarchies are crazy dude it's so <laughs> weird having just like a modern monarchy <laughs> it's just it's wild dubai um, is also one of those vanity projects for sure yeah it, uh, they talked about how it was like they would spend money on uh getting like bugattis and shit for their police force but like they didn't build the city with like a sewer <laughs> what the fuck yeah and you're also not allowed to be in dubai unless you have like proof that you're there working or proof that you're like a tourist who's only there for so long like if you're just like a homeless person in dubai you will be arrested yeah yeah there's if- really no better example of like why there needs to be a hard limit on how much money one person can have control of <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. 
And if you know anybody that's been to Dubai for a reason other than being flown out there to cheerlead a rugby game by a oil baron, I'm just gonna tell you right now, they're an extremely evil person. <laughs> Spoiler. Well, no, there were some like uh, Instagram influencers who just went out and like they're like part of this kind of like uh, like Saudi Arabia like kind of propaganda campaign i think they just flew out a lot of people who just like ha- genuinely had no idea That's like, true, what was yeah. happening. they're either an unwitting like intelligence operative for the saudi or uae government or uh, like, they're just an actual like oligarch i mean yeah. like i would visit dubai though like i it to me especially just from like from an engineering standpoint being an engineer it is absolutely incredible that they have built this like megalopolis city in the middle of a fucking desert where there is nothing and no natural resources and they have built this incredible city out there it's interesting and it's aesthetically cool but it was also like built on the back of oppressing people and driving out all the homeless right yes oh yeah i don't want to support that disgusting but like i still one day would like to see it after we lie. have overthrown the uh, global bourgeoisie and replaced them with, I don't know, I, us, unions or some us. shit. Yeah, Jump us. Cuts I don't podcast. Know. I, I'm, jump I'm Cuts. <laughs> jump Cuts podcast. Yes. The new Communism with the Jump Cuts characteristics. <laughs> hey, we, are, we already have red as our, as our color. So There you <laughs> go. See? Uh, but yeah, then we could go to Dubai. It'll be cool. <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't have generalized everyone who's been to Dubai as evil, though, because you're right. Some of them are just unwit- unwitting pieces in global espionage. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, what have you guys been watching? Uh, this got uh, extremely derailed. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've been watching The Great on Hulu, which I definitely recommend if you haven't seen it. It's like a anti. It's it is not historically accurate all the time. Like, actually, it's more fiction than it is nonfiction about Catherine the Great. Uh, but it is really funny. Uh, it has uh, was it Ellie Fanning and Nicholas uh, Holt Holut Holut. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. I am sorry. I'm awful with names. But he's the one who played Knox in Mad Max Fury Road. Hmm. The war boy who like helps out Mad Max and all of them. Yeah. He plays Peter the Third of Russia, and it's it is a fantastic show. I definitely recommend it. Wait, is it like uh, who's like where is it being like made in? What do you mean? It's like an American show, a British show, a Russian show. It's a I think it's an American show. It's Tony Tony Mac Mac. Mac mcnamara who is australian actually okay uh but yeah it's about Catherine the great of russia who killed her husband did did he kill did she kill peter or did she just like throw a coup and take over i have no idea (laughs) i blocked all that out after the ap history exam is gone yeah i have not finished the show just yet but it is fantastic do all the russians have british accents some of them do yes yeah, that's how they do it. <laughs> do some of them have American accents? I think so. Yeah, I mean, I'm I don't know. Like, I'm bad at identifying okay. accents. Like, I'm not sitting here listening to the accents. I'm just sitting here laughing at the show. That reminds me of uh, in there's a Hitman Three level where you're in like that British like manner. Yep. <laughs> and you like assume the identity of a detective, and you just have an American <laughs> accent, and everyone, no one notices. <laughs> That game is so funny. It's like, uh, what was it? Chernobyl, the uh, the HBO sh- uh, like miniseries Chernobyl. I was reading through an article of like what they got wrong about Chernobyl, and one of the things is like Gorbachev was not British. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> These Russians were not speaking in English with just English accents. <laughs> like, you I don't say. Believe. Well, Will, you watch anything interesting lately? few things uh i've been watching a whole lot of 90 day fiance uh, <laughs> great show but i might i might hold my general opinion i kind of want to do like a youtube video on it i don't know there's like <laughs> i'm not i'm pretty new to the uh 
like reality TV world, but there's actually a lot going on like ethically and also like there 90 Day Fiance has like weird things to say about like America's place in the world and immigration and like imperialism. There it's, it's strange. <laughs> it's yeah. Seriously, like there's know, a number of people who come in, not to spoil my own possible future video, but like number of people who come in and are like, oh wait, the, like the US sucks. <laughs> like this is like no different from where I was from or like worse. I don't know. There's a lot happening. Well, yeah, like the guy who was what was he? He was from like this gorgeous coastal city in Turkey and like comes to middle of nowhere central US and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he was from like the most one of those gorgeous like just you can just Google where he was from and it was like stunning and then he moved to like yeah, middle of nowhere and I'm like, God damn <laughs> poor guy. But um Watching that. More interesting, probably, I watched uh, Ping Pong, the animation. Uh, it's an I've anime. I've got to watch that. Uh, I hadn't uh, fully coolly got me back on like an anime kick, I guess. But uh, that show, if you're looking for any sort of any like sports anime, that has to be one of the best out there. It's It doesn't look like a lot of other animation. Like it's kind of, honestly, at first glance, it's kind of ugly looking. Like everyone's very like roughly drawn. But just, like, the story is uh, kind of what you would expect from, like, a sports anime. But it's just so well done. And, like, the story is super tight. And the direction is really interesting. It's, like, a very specific style that's, like, super well done. And uh, I, don't, I, I watch it because for some reason every, like, long-time Melee player... <laughs> like swears it's one of the best shows ever yeah it's a very strange part of that subculture is they have all seen <laughs> ping pong the animation and they all love it well there's like a whole thing in the like the show is a, a lot about like how people sort of express themselves through playing ping pong and like melee is such an expressive game and like i guess apparently so is ping pong at least in this show um, and on top of that, there's like a, uh, there's like a whole, one character's arc is basically finding a love for like competition again. And I can see why a lot of pro players would be interested in something like that. Well, this has been stuff we were watching recently. Will we ever do this again? Who knows? Will we structure it to be at the beginning of the episode? Send us an email at jumpcutspod at gmail. <laughs> Actually don't know if that's our email. <laughs> it is. It I, is. It is jumpcutspod at gmail.com. Yeah. Please don't spam us and don't don't sign us up for any political bullshit. I assure you there are not enough people listening to this to spam us. <laughs> at least at the present time. Hey, maybe in unknown future. Yeah, when we've blown up and people are going through our back catalog. Uh, yeah. And then they're going to listen to this episode and cancel us. And I've had to go back and edit all of the music out of our episodes. <laughs> Should we have put our whether or not we recommend drive before we did all of this? Nah, we're gonna do it right now. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like the whole what what have we been watching bit works better at the start, but like we're doing it to fill time. And now we yeah. fill too much time. I don't know. We'll talk about it. It's fine. Uh anyways, thanks for listening. Before we get out of here, we're gonna tell you whether or not we recommend drive. Park, do you recommend drive? I mean, I guess like you should watch it at least <laughs> once. Glowing but... review. I I did not personally enjoy it. I think this is actually one of the first movies, if not the first movie, that I've been a part of on this podcast that I did not enjoy. Um, but, like, if yeah, if you just want to turn your brain off and only watch it for the action, go on ahead. But don't read too into it. This is the first movie you didn't enjoy because you're a coward and you didn't watch Miami Vice 2006. With us. <laughs> well, I've seen that movie before and I know how bad it is. I'm glad I missed oh, that one. Shit. Uh, yeah. Well, Will. I would say enjoy it responsibly. Uh, don't show it to any young, impressionable men who have tr haven't quite found themselves in the world or anything. Yeah, please don't. If, if your child goes on 4chan, do not show them drive. <laughs> um, but to anyone else, to the adults here listening, uh, I'd say totally watch it. I think it's uh there's 
a whole lot good about this movie that I think it does. Like there's a lot of really good things with like the aesthetic that we talked about. And I think the bad parts of the movie um, can sort of drive, I think, an interesting <laughs> discussion. If I could talk up our own podcast a little bit and also drop a pun without meaning to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it uh, it totally unintentionally raises some really interesting questions, which I think is... Uh, kind of one of the more fun things a movie can do <laughs> so yeah i'd recommend it yeah i like get you some pbr and five dudes named david and watch a watch drive and just let it wash over you and enjoy it and read into it as much as you want but don't take anything serious away from what you read into it just enjoy it for what it is uh, which want is as many Davids vibe. as possible, though. That's really important. Yes, the number of Davids strongly correlates with enjoyability of your drive viewing experience. It is directly proportional to. Yes. Well, uh, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Jump Cuts Pod, on Instagram at Jump Cuts Pod, TikTok at Jump Cuts Pod, website jumpcutspod.com. Send us an email and tell us you give a shit about the other stuff we watch at uh, <laughs> jumpcutspod at gmail.com. Uh, yeah. Uh, Park. Plugs. Uh, the, the the pure pulse can find me on Instagram at summerhour underscore brewing. And Will. Why do you keep saying pure pulse? You said I, that last time. I recently, like, rediscovered strong bad email. Uh oh that's what it is okay you said it last time and i was it's, like i'm leaving it in because i can't not but it's, like... it's coach z from strong bad email uh, okay well oh wait it's my plug uh, yes. <laughs> so uh follow me on twitter at will post words and you can subscribe to my youtube channel uh will johnston and uh, there might be like a 90 day fiance video at some point i don't know i got other things happening in my life so i haven't been uploading that much to youtube but yeah all right uh you can find me on twitter at charlie b posts you can find me on instagram at charlie b dot rights quick follow it before i delete it or something i don't know i don't use it anymore maybe i will maybe i'll delete all the posts and turn it into something else who knows i uh you know Sometimes I promise things on here and then I don't do them. Charlie uh, B deletes. <laughs> Charlie B uh, TikToks. I don't know. Charlie B shopping. Charlie B shopping. Charlie B shopping. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate it, as always. I don't know why I'm talking like this right now. You can uh, leave a like, rate, and review whatever you do on your chosen podcast app. Uh enjoy your time with all the davids in your life and uh, we'll see you on another thursday in the future which is the next one yeah and here's here's a little hint at the uh, at the next pick And our show has now been canceled for DMCA claims. You will never Again. hear from us again. <laughs>